0: Up. slipstream radio 6 to 9 a.m. before monday becomes your week oh i'm sorry we're not responsible for lost articles and fans well uh, good evening <clears throat> and welcome to another edition of gray matters the weekly news and media talk show my name is dick whaley and just to remind you, you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is a hot one today in Ann Arbor, but I think relief might be on the way in a couple of hours because as I was walking over here, I could feel some breeze picking up in, that was coming from the correct direction. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, I can deal with 90 degree weather, but not 100 degree heat index. Just a tad too hot. For us Michiganders but summer is around the corner so I guess it's not uh, all that unexpected by the way Jim Dwyer is uh, smarter than me he's up north (laughs) so uh, he'll be back next week and what a week it was Um, I'm not gonna talk too much about the Korean thing except just maybe to relate a personal uh, recollection of what I thought happened I actually happened to be listening to the BBC uh, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Uh, And they had extended coverage of uh, the Korean press conference featuring Donald J. Trump. And it was rather remarkable. At one point, I was just sort of laying on the couch, kind of eyes half shut, dozing, listening to Trump's responses. And when I heard him make that comment about the armed exercises, the war games, being a provocation, being uh, a provocation that he suddenly wanted to get rid of, uh, I knew that he had committed a gaffe. Trump is so arrogant that he will not admit that that's what happened, because that was not an issue that had been discussed By either the South Koreans, the Japanese, or the uh, Pentagon, or probably even Mike Pompeo, who's sort of been the leader of this three-ring circus, Uh, this actually is something I agree with Trump. I think we should end up the uh, end the, the war games that are provocative. That, by the way, was China's talking point. Let's remember that Kim met Xi Jinping twice. Before this uh, summit, so to speak, and he met Putin once. And if you read a history of the Korean War, you'll realize that the last two years of the war were actually just sort of tough negotiations that went on between the Chinese, the Russians, the North Koreans, the Americans. And this was a stalemate, and it has a lot of major history. I think that Donald Trump, after he got back to the United States claiming that uh, the nuclear threat has been eliminated and we can sleep a little safer, is a total exaggeration. I think very little has changed. In fact, uh, one Korean expert on proliferation issues uh, put it quite well in this pithy summary I thought Hit it right on the uh, on the head. He said that uh, the United States and North Korea gave up nothing, and they got nothing, and that this was just an expensive, overinflated photo op. And for Trump to be gushing about the beaches and the hotels and all this other nonsense that was going on, it's rather shocking. Uh, I don't think North Korea is going to be in the tourism business anytime soon although we had a very interesting story break today about Jared Kushner being involved in a quote back channel to North Korea last summer how interesting that they play this kabuki theater uh starting in the uh, fall about fire and fury and little rocket man and mentally deranged dotard etc 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 like to point out by the way that Trump's threat of fire and fury did not deter Kim Jong-un from testing missiles. His exact capability is is a little unknown. But I think you're going to see the American government walk back the the war games uh, claim that Trump made. I think that was a classic gaffe. And as I say, he's so arrogant, he won't admit it. Uh, As for uh, the Korean summit, yes, let's just say that the tyrant met the tirader, and Trump is the tirator. He came back in unusual form. I suspect, by the way, that it was mainly because uh, the Trump Foundation uh, <clears throat> was uh, basically indicted last week. The state of New York, by the way, this has got nothing to do with the Mueller investigation. This is about charity fraud in the state of New York regarding the Trump Foundation uh, that's always had questionable uh, activities uh, going on. This will be tried in the courts. Um, Trump will, of course, try and link it to something else. But uh, I think he's. In, th- this is an example of Donald Trump, the con man. A couple of the highlights from the uh, New York uh, uh, in- indictment, and this, by the way, is collusion. This is charity fraud collusion involving the Trump Foundation. Uh, This is interesting stuff. It was reported that the largest donation that the uh, foundation made was $26,264, which was used to refurbish the fountain in front of Mr. Trump's Plaza Hotel in New York. He has not given any of his own supposed fortune to the foundation since 2008— relying instead on the beneficence of others, whether pro-wrestling mavens or simply Americans who thought they were supporting the veterans. And yet the Trump Foundation was repeatedly compared with the Clinton Foundation, which, despite justifiable concerns about Bill and Hillary Clinton's dual roles as philanthropic boosters and politicians, is actually an incredible charity enterprise that focuses on global health and has saved perhaps millions of lives. This from the editorial in the New York Times on the 15th of uh, June this past weekend. Trump went on the tirade uh, that day uh, when he had that impromptu press conference, which we can get to in a second. Other examples, in 2013, the foundation gave $25,000 to, quote, and justice for all, unquote, a political organization supporting the re-election of Florida's Attorney General Pam Bondi. On its federal tax form, the foundation claimed that it did not contribute money to any political campaign, and that it had donated the $25,000 to a Kansas-based nonprofit Justice for All, even though it had not. The foundation later attributed the false report to an accounting error. All of this, by the way, is typical of uh, Donald Trump's uh, abuse of financial loopholes and laws and outright self-dealing. That we're well aware of, you know, there's a variety of investigations. Uh, at least two of them into the emoluments lawsuit, uh, where plaintiffs have complained about unfair competition uh, in, in in Washington D.C., where the Trump Hotel uh, is hosting foreign dignitaries who have business pending before the uh, American uh, government, involving. Donald Trump and uh well, Jared kushner, who uh, more and more every day is beginning to appear like Count Ciano of Italy during the Mussolini era. Uh, as for uh the other thing that has sort of enraged Trump in recent uh in recent uh, weeks has been, of course, this um, migrant story. Uh, I am an individual that is very annoyed at how the immigration story is being presented to the public here in the United States on all counts. Um, for Trump to blame the Democrats for a policy that he implemented in April, uh, separating children from their families at the border, is a puerile nonsense. This, of course, is, is about asylum, not immigration and the asylum laws are complicated uh the United States has signed international treaties uh involving political asylum this sort of vague uh, <clears throat> classification that allows people to claim uh repression at home and are thus seeking uh cover so to speak uh, in another country because they fear for their their lives back in their their home countries, the Central American uh, immigration problem demonstrates, by the way, that the United States uh, foreign policy activities in the 1980s under Ronald Reagan were a total disaster. Um, As for the children, uh, quite frankly, um, if you can't find homes for them quickly, I would give them the right to life. That would be what I would do if I was president, since uh, many of these countries have uh, bans on abortion uh, that they are trying to promote here in the United States. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, it was the caravan story that enraged the president. This was uh, pumped up as uh, a threat to America on Fox News Network, uh, the sole source of Donald Trump's wisdom, and has been... um, misrepresented and uh, overly played. In fact, I think that Trump is largely responsible for for many of the uh, immigration uh, problems, so to speak, because he can't stop talking about the issue. It would be kind of nice if Trump had an understanding of basic math. Um, he claimed in his impromptu press conference, by the way, that uh, <clears throat> Paul Manafort, who was uh, jailed uh, recently for win- witness tampering, witness tampering. Th- this is something that that the mafia do. This is something that Jimmy Hoffa went to prison for. Witness tampering is it's pretty remarkable stuff, and basically, uh, the the judge caught him doing it, and he is. Already in jail. Uh, I don't think that's going to make him talk, so to speak. Um, I just think he got caught uh, being a fool. One would uh, have to believe, by the way, that if you were under uh, an electronic surveillance and you had made promises to surrender your passport, not leave the country, etc., etc. cetera, et cetera that by golly, your phone might be tapped by the government. I don't know. Uh, Paul Manafort strikes me as a very dim fellow. And uh, he has been involved in a lot of uh, shenanigans with Russia, as well as the Ukraine. Trump asserted in his press conference, impromptu one, that, Trump, that uh, Manafort had only worked for him for 44 days. Of course, the record shows that he worked for 149 days. Those are two very different numbers. Uh, Trump doesn't understand numbers. He keeps asserting that we have a trade deficit with, uh, with Canada. We don't. We have a trade surplus with Canada. Uh, so why Trump wants to renegotiate, renegotiate that has not been made clear. But his rage about immigration is, is remarkable. I mean, here you have the Attorney General of the United States quoting Romans 13, uh, and I looked at Romans 13, for the record, and I don't find anything in the entire chapter that uh, validates uh, Jeffrey Sessions' utilization of, of the book of the Bible. I'm not a huge Bible thumper. I read the Bible for literary references. I read a lot of literature, and many of the famous writers throughout the history of uh, human civilization, uh, since the Bible was written, have referred to the Bible, the parables of the Bible. I think they're useful parables, by the way, in Aesop's fables. I think that, uh, for instance, Androcles and the Lion is a wonderful fable. Uh, that Trump ought to uh, uh, acknowledge that that he's connected with. Uh, Of course, Androcles is the man that takes the thorn out of the paw of the lion, who is eternally grateful and won't kill Androcles at a future date. He remembers that Androcles took the thorn out of his paw. Uh, Trump is a man who likes to pound the thorn into his paw and then claim credit for taking the thorn out of his paw. Andrew is nowhere to be found. It's only Trump and the lion. And, of course, Trump uh, in no way, shape, or form resembles a lion. Uh, He's actually more of a dotard. Uh, I have to give North Korea credit for that one. Dotard. Nobody knew what that meant. We all had to look it up in the dictionary. But with looking things up in the dictionary, it's occasionally revealing to look up things in the Bible. Uh, Sessions quoted... Romans 13 at some uh public event last week where he was justifying this uh fairly outrageous uh immigration policy that the the Trump administration changed. I mean, my goodness, today the Department of Homeland Security was in New Orleans and made the outrageously bald-faced lie that, that there were that the children were not being separated from their their parents down in Texas. I mean, this kind of, this reaches a point of, of of absurdity. The media is down in these facilities examining what the heck's going on. Uh, there was a front page photograph of a two-year-old Honduran girl crying as her mother was being searched at the border or whatever. And believe me, you know, the asylum laws are complicated. Uh, Trump doesn't seem to understand that his bill was voted on in the Senate. It got 39 votes. 39 is not 50. It's less than 50. A bill can't become a law unless it gets at least uh, 50 votes. And if it's a 50-50 tie, yes, the vice president can vote to break the tie. We have that in the Constitution. The vice president is, quote, the president of the Senate, unquote, can preside over the Senate if needed. This, by the way, is how we got the wonderful uh, Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. The vote on her was 50-50 in the Senate. Mike Pence cast the deciding vote, and we've had Betsy DeVos ever since. Leaving aside whether or not uh, grizzly bears are anywhere to be found near our schools, which is what she claimed was necessary to arm children and teachers in the classroom. (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable stuff. But yeah, when you actually look at uh, 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 Romans 13, which is a letter, uh, an epistle from Paul, an apostle, uh, you will see that it's mainly a reiteration of the teachings of Jesus. I'll just read a couple of verses just to demonstrate uh, the stupidity of our Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. Render, therefore, to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom may fear, honor to whom may honor. Owe to no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this... Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandments, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Wow. Why doesn't... Jeffrey Sessions read Romans 13, uh, verses uh, 7 through 9 to Donald Trump. Of course, those <clears throat> observations are part of the Ten Commandments. And uh, love thy neighbor as thyself is it's, it's a basic tenet of Jesus Christ himself. Um, I don't think Jesus Christ would be on the favor of Donald Trump uh, regarding the border crossing. And it's rather interesting, by the way, that some religious leaders have finally woken up to the perfidy of Donald Trump uh, after, of course, all the lies that he perpetrated over the weekend. It's remarkable. Um, Yes, we had an inspector general's report on the Clinton email scandal. Uh, The Inspector General's report did not exonerate Donald Trump. It didn't even address Donald Trump. It looked at the actions of James Comey. So Trump, of course, tried to take advantage of this report and mix it all up. But then Trump has mixed up a lot of uh, mixed up about a lot of things. Back in early April, it was the caravan story that Fox News was promoting as a massive threat to American security. Uh, Breitbart News on the 12th, this was around the 12th of May, in one of their tweets that I'm sure uh, Donald Trump uh, read, it said, expert DHS Secretary Christian Nielsen made colossal mistake in inviting foreign nationals to come to ports of entry. Uh, she, of course, was berated and beat about the head and shoulders at a cabinet meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago by the good Donald himself, the man who's such a Christian, who loves his neighbor as himself. You know, occasionally there is good news. I wanted to read some good news. Uh, I noticed today, and this is pretty minor, but I thought I would just mention it, Uh, that uh, Britain's Mickey D's are going to use paper straws uh, in response to some very uh, revelatory documentaries about the uh, accumulation of plastics in our oceans and our water. Uh, There have been reports recently here in Michigan about plastics getting into our water, uh, including our craft beer industries here. Very troubling indeed. Uh, that's good news. It's kind of minor, but it is symbolic that, yes, occasionally people are making the right moves in the right direction. Much more interesting, of course, is related to Donald Trump's fossil fuel policy, coal. Um, last week, uh, there was a very interesting article in the business section of the New York Times by Brad Plumer and Naja Popovich, entitled Trump Pledged to Bail Out Coal, Why That's Easier Said Than Done, shows the, <clears throat> the coal-fired fi- power plants in the United States. It notes that in 2010, the United States had 580 coal-fired power plants that provided 45% of the nation's electricity by March 2018, the number of plants had fallen below 350 and that the coal market share had dropped to 30%. And it also noted that 40% more coal plants have announced that they will, at least 40% of coal plants have announced that they will close by 2025. Uh, I heard here in Michigan that consumer Consumers Power announced that they are shutting down a couple of coal plants by the year 2023. And what this map shows in the, is the decline of coal that's been ongoing uh for the last uh well, essentially uh since the 1990s. I mean this this isn't anything new. This is not breaking news despite uh Mitch McConnell's claims that Obama had a war on coal. The power plants have simply been replacing coal and numerous power plants have closed since Donald Trump coal-fired power plants have closed since Donald Trump has been president what's gone up wind and solar and natural gas that's actually good uh there are some actual reports despite the uh harrowing report of the of the uh de- more rapid decline of antarctica ice Uh, than previously thought uh, in in a science report that appeared last week. Uh, CO2 emissions are declining slightly at the global level, and that is because the rest of the planet is adhering to the Paris uh, Global Warming Accords, and by golly, even American corporations, the fossil fuel industry, the electricity industry, Uh, is pursuing um, electrical generation policies that are in total contradiction of Donald Trump. That's good. That's good news. That's what we want to hear. And as for the claims that Trump has been making recently about the rest of the world respecting America more than ever, I'm sure that the North Koreans do. Uh, They're delighted that uh, Trump gave uh, Kim Jong-un a propaganda victory uh, apparently he's got a video out <laughs> uh, extolling uh the the great victory he had at Sing- in Singapore over the the US government uh, of course we'll stand by and see what happens in upcoming weeks regarding North Korea but uh we we should hold Donald Trump to his his word he should end the uh, the so-called war games uh, since he said that they were exceedingly expensive, of course, it emerged that South Korea pays a big chunk of that uh, actual cost. And uh, I found it interesting that it was South Korea and Japan that were alarmed at this uh, this gaffe of Donald Trump uh, that I believe was a gaffe. I, I don't think uh, uh, there's any doubt about it. But what a good gaffe it may turn out to be. But here's an interesting thing from the most recent Harper's Index. It says percentage change last year in the portion of people in the United States allied nations who approve of U.S. leadership declined 42 percent. In non-allied nations, it went up 11 percent. That's because Trump has attacked our allies and made friends with people like Duterte, Kim Jong-un, Putin, and others, Erdogan. Uh, He he loves the dictators. I mean, his comments about Kim Jong-un in the press conference were so bizarre uh, that you have to wonder what planet he's on. He said, hey, Kim Jong-un is the head of the country. I mean, he's the strong head. Don't let anyone think anything different. He speaks, and his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the same. Well, (laughs) Kim Jong-un presides over a totalitarian brainwashed system, Mr. Trump. In America, we have free speech. We have free thought. We have the First Amendment. We have the Second Amendment. Nobody's going to stand up at, at attention and pay attention to a complete idiot like you. He, he continued. He says, I get hit because I went there. I gave him credibility. I think it's great to give him credibility. Hey, here's what we got. Everything. Point by point by point. No, all the experts said that we didn't get anything whatsoever. Um, Here's it. CIA analyst, a Korean expert, he said Singapore did not even commit North Korea to do as much as it promised in deals negotiated in 1994 and 2005 that it later failed to live up to. Uh, quote, it's not worth the hype that's being accrued to it. And America, to quote that nonproliferation expert uh, that I, whose name I cannot remember, Gave up nothing and got nothing. It was just in a very expensive, elaborate photo op. Bruce Klinginger uh, was the CIA analyst that gave that assessment. And by the way, I don't normally quote from CIA analysts. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the CIA, but CIA analysts tend to be uh, objective. They're bureaucrats that work in the government. They're civil servants. They're part of this, quote, Deep state, which, of course, is a right wing uh, conspiracy theory uh, uh, metaphor terminology that's being uh, spread around on social media and in the right wing media. And, oh, by the way, by the Russian bots, you know, it's it's always been revealing that 40 percent of Trump's supporters on in the Twitter universe turn out to be Russian bots uh that gives you an idea of what a con man Trump is he he likes to promote his uh his uh alleged popularity and you know it's it's even more bizarre when you have a congresswoman you know last week I don't want to talk too much about this but mark sanford was beat in a primary down in south carolina he's most famous uh, as the ex governor of south carolina who was sort of forced out of office uh, in the famous hiking the Appalachian Trail scandal, uh, he, he's going to have some time for the for the Appalachian Trail now, and of course he was being attacked for not being totally loyal to Trump. He'd actually had the audacity to question Donald Trump on on a few things, even though his voting record did not reflect that. And there is a female Congresswoman from Alabama. Uh, Roby, I forget her first name, she's in a runoff. And of course, she's being deemed disloyal because she had the audacity to question the morality of Donald Trump after the Hollywood Access video came out. Wow. You know what? That's a pretty strange measurement of loyalty. We are out of time here on Gray Matters. Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City calling coming up next on this fine station, and stay cool. It's the Georgia Browns in the background doing Decatur Street. The Dakota, excuse me, the Georgia Browns being Curly Weaver on the guitar, Fred McMullen on a guitar also, Buddy Moss on harmonica, and they may be joined by uh, Eddie Hall on violin, but.